0: blog talk radio hi everybody welcome to ann ortley's weekly weather my name is ann ortley i'm an astrologer here in new york city i'm broadcasting today from the bright red desk on february 2nd 2020 early broadcast because i'm heading off to the airport shortly to head out uh to go to sedona for a few days in the the Red Rocks of Sedona. Um, so we're doing the show a little early because I'm catching a plane and then I'm traveling, and I don't know when I would do it otherwise. So I'm doing it now before I go to bed. How's that? That's good. Um, and so anyway, we're, we're going to talk about it as the week of two 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 o two o, and uh, you know we had a lot of excitement <laughs> this week. Uh, more to come next week. We entered Mercury's shadow. Uh, we're entering it tomorrow on the second. Uh, when we get to 28, um, which means that Mercury retrograde is coming up, right? 28-13, going to station to go retrograde in a few weeks, and Pisces 7, and then go back to 28, Aquarius, and then go forward. So you're going to watch the stuff that comes up for you this weekend because it's very much about, okay, how, what are we learning? What are we seeing? What are we finding out? And then, as Mercury goes into Pisces, we get a little more emotional a little more feeling-based, uh, a little more sensitive, and it's gonna go into Pisces on the third, on Monday. Um, so it's really important to pay attention to what comes to light now. Mercury, of course, is at the anoretic degrees of Aquarius, which means he's telling us important things, and he's also pointing out things we need to look at. He is exalted in, Pis- in Aquarius, and then he dives from 20,000 feet from like the airplane into the ground, Uh, into the water, dives deep, deep, deep. So we're going to find emotions are going to be running a little high this week as Mercury starts his descent into the water and we feel the fluid, we feel the emotion. Of course, um, you know, we've got a lot of world events going on that are big and one of the beauties of astrology is it helps us see world events. And helps us understand them so last week of course you know we had just heard about kobe bryant's uh, plane crash i think i actually recorded my show before he a helicopter crash before he had crashed and somebody had written and said you know what is that and um one of the things that kobe has which is why he's such a fierce competitor and you know in some cases when people would go you know you're not sharing your ball with me and he'd be like, "It's because I can I can sink it myself." <laughs> you know? He has Venus and Mars and Pluto joined in Libra. Now Venus, Mars, and Pluto joined in Libra, are a very intense competitor. When my sister was a basketball coach, I would look at you know, she would sometimes send me students to pick which one, you know, would work better for her team. And uh, they all had Mars-Pluto aspects. Most athletes, most competitive folk have Mars-Pluto. It's just kind of part of the deal, you know. So here he is, this very competitive guy, Mars-Pluto conjunct in Libra and with Venus there. Now, interestingly, uh, opposite that is Eris, the goddess of discord. So he has a, he has a Pluto-Eris opposition. Um, and, you know, that is uh, an important point. There's a few different versions of his chart around Um The one I ran into that I think actually is valid is sun at the last degree of Virgo in the eighth house, and uh, with the moon in Taurus opposite Uranus, and uh, in in that chart, both Eris and Pluto aspect the part of death. Um, So, you know, they're, you know, makes a very strong competitor, you know, vanquish you beat you, run over you kind of thing, which he was. I mean, he was a fabulous basketball career. Um, but also, Eris and Pluto were exact in a square on Sunday. Now, Eris and Pluto were going to have five squares this year. So that was the first one on Sunday, and that one took place around 8.53 a.m. East Coast time. The next one is June 14th. The next one is December 10th. Then there's one on august 27th of 2021 and there's one on october 8th of 2021 and the heiress pluto is a pretty interesting energy because it's a very intense energy and they're in a square so they're having an argument they're having a fight and of course last week we had a lot of reveals around the stuff going on with the administration nancy pelosi is a sun heiress conjunction so she is aligned with eris and pluto of course is a power And Capricorn is government. And so, Eris, the goddess of discord, fighting with Pluto, we see it laid out in our politics. Four more to go. Four more to go. Uh, And this summer, when Mars is in Aries, uh, you know, from June 23rd through November, through January 4th or 5th, during election season, (laughs) Eris, the goddess of discord, and Pluto are going to have one of their squares. But more importantly, actually two of their squares, but more importantly, Mars is going to be in the mix. He's going to be over hanging out with Eris, right? But they're all going to be squaring the Saturn-Pluto stuff in Capricorn. So we know the election is going to be a little contentious, and we understand that the seeds for it are getting sowed now. And we also know that that Eris-Pluto square, what it brought was... uh, you know, death to a, again, again, when you say brought, you know, you want to kind of be a little careful with that because it's not, uh, you know, plants don't do stuff to us, but what they reflect is what we're experiencing here on the collective. And one of the things I had said was Venus and Mars were in a square and there was a lot of stuff with Neptune. And of course it was a crash in the fog. Neptune rules fog and fog can be beautiful. It's that romantic picture, but it also can be a little dangerous. And, uh, Cause you can't see, can't figure out where you're going. So we're in a we're in a little fog this week and our job is we we pull out of the fog cuz we're kind of pulling out of it. Uh we're going to see stuff we need to pay attention to. We need to see and understand stuff and we need to take whatever went down in your life cuz you had eris and pluto square in your life last week too. Everybody had it. We all had it. Watch where you reacted, watch where you went. You know, in my case I had somebody trying to fight with me. And I just was like, you know, I'm not going to fight with you. You, I know you want to fight with me, but I'm not going to fight with you and I'm not going to do what you want me to do. I'm going to do this. Let's reframe it. So you want to remember you can always take energy and use it in a different way. And I think we forget that sometimes. You know, we kind of go in and just go, okay. And I, you know, I've got Pluto in the seventh. I can be a little scrappy. I got the Mer- the, <laughs> I've got Eris aspecting my Mercury-Mars square, you get me going, I can I can get right in there. I try not to. You know, I try and think, all right, let me understand their chart. Let me understand what's going on here. Do we have a little transference? Is there an opportunity for education? Why am I reacting to this? What's my hook in it? You know, I try and go through that process before I unleash my mouth. Every now and then it doesn't work. But I also recognize I was born with a Mars-Mercury Mars square, which, of course, is in conjunct my moon, so I feel bad after I do it. But I understand the energy, very intense, very intense. And our job, when it's this intense, is to just really you know, pay attention to how it's showing up for us, pay attention to how we feel, pay attention to what's going on around us, and just recognize that when you watch it flare, you can really feel that that shift take place. Now this week as we go into uh February, you know, I don't know how it got to be February already. Uh we're going we're going into February and we have a few planets changing signs this week. Um we have Mercury going into Pisces and we have Venus going into Aries. And of course, the moons change every couple of days. So as we go into, as Mercury goes into Pisces on the third in the morning, he's setting up a story. But he's going to be in Pisces basically because he's got this retrograde. He's going to be in Pisces until March. You know, so we're not getting out of this one anytime soon. Um, and then, of course, Venus and Aries is a shorter journey. You know, she's going to be just a quick little hop and a skip and a jump through Aries, which is a sign she's not that thrilled with but she is assertive when she's in Aries. And then at the end of the week, we have a lovely full moon at uh, 20 Leo, which takes us back to um, the conjunction on uh, Leo nine, which would have been in 2018. So think about what you were doing in the summer of 2018, and then what you were doing 10 months later when we were in Taurus time last April, and then now think of the full moon is going to happen next week on the 9th. So it's a lot of energy, a lot of shifting energy. When planets change signs, they kind of get new personalities. So Mercury in Aquarius is very much about being a little detached and seeing things. Once Mercury goes into Pisces, everybody gets more emotional in their communications. (laughs) And then once Venus gets into Aries, everybody's in the mood to pick a fight or get passionate about something. I mean, it's great. Great Venus and Aries, great to have hot sex with, Um, but you want to kind of go, okay, what do I want to have hot sex with in my environment and let's use that energy passionately, wisely and in a forward motion. So a lot of juicy stuff kind of coming in and, you know, it's it's important for us to really kind of pay attention to how this all works as we go rip-roaring through it. and And you know, we know with this energy, because of the passionate flavor of it, that we're kind of feeling it pretty intensely. The other thing that's going to happen this week is Venus in Pisces met up with saturn and and uh, pluto in in December, and she's going to have what we call an opening sextile to them, so she's going to whisper back, Remember we were talking, and they said Venus is talking to Jupiter, and then he's carrying the- she's carrying the messages to Saturn and Pluto. Remember that it was a while ago if you don't remember it's okay. But anyway, now she's in an opening sextile and she says, remember when we talked about at Christmas time and we kind of thought about maybe this and maybe that. Well, now we're going to have the sextile this week. I'm in a sextile Pluto and then I'm in a sextile Saturn. And when I do that, I'm going to say to you, okay, opening sextile earth and water. They make mud, they make fertile stuff. So what is it you're growing? What is it you're expanding? What is it you're trying to loosen up a little right loosen up and change additionally uranus um is squaring just finished a square to Ceres. um or actually Ceres is approaching a square to uranus and so that's also changing how we do food how we understand food what we go with also you know we've got a lot of neptune in the sky right and the cdc just announced that the bird that the chinese flu the coronavirus out of China is uh officially out in the world. It's a it's going to become a pandemic. And of course, in 82 when Saturn and Pluto met, we had the AIDS epidemic. And in uh 1944 when Saturn and Pluto met in Leo, we had the polio epidemic, mainly affecting young children, not only, but other people. And then when they met in uh, the beginning of the century in 1914, we had World War I with poisonous gas. So traditionally, and I posted a great uh, article from Maria Wander, who's a brilliant astrologer, and many other things here in New York, on the con- you know the different contagions that happen on the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, because what that Saturn-Pluto does is it stru- changes the structure of the environment. So a couple of you have written and said, ah, uh, and so I thought, well, let me I remember reading Maria's article on it a while back. So I posted it on Facebook, um, which you can find under my um, under Ian Ortley on Facebook. Not that we're being alarmist. But I, if you are a long-time listener of your, my show, you know I got a little wild with the bird flu a few years back. I went cleaning out my refrigerator, and I found my bee propolis. Uh, propolis, pro-city, pro, pro-polis for the city. Um, because this is a virus, so we have to do viral things, and bee propolis actually is very helpful for your virus. And if you have a local beekeeper, go ask if you can buy some propolis. And, uh, you know, consider investing in one of those N100-grade masks. <laughs> it's an airborne virus. You know me. I get. I have moon and Pisces, man. I get paranoid. Um, but yeah, we did have a contagion in each of the earlier conjunctions, and it does kind of, you know, it changes things when these, uh, these illnesses come rolling through. Um, so just kind of pay attention and say, okay, incubation period appears to be long. And, of course, the usual things, washing your hands. Um, there's a great oil called Thieves which is published by Young Living. And uh, it's an antiviral, so I'm gonna be carrying that and rubbing it under my nose when I go outdoors. It kept the people alive in the Black Plague. They didn't get the virus. Um, So forward motion, and uh, interesting week ahead, interesting times, and you know, depending on your politics, I know some of you are liberal, some of you are conservative in my listening audience. I'm just gonna say we are having a Pluto transit. Most of the stuff with the impeachment was done during void moons, which means nothing comes of it, except what happens on a void moon is we're supposed to sit back and think about what our dream is, what our vision is, what our hopes are. We're supposed to do spiritual work. So really what we're doing is as we watch all this, or if you don't watch it, that's fine, we are paying attention to the dream of what our country is to be. And it's important, it's important for you To think about that to have that dream to have that vision of what you want and my politics are definitely to the liberal end proudly thank you i think a country is judged by how it takes care of its weakest people i think it's completely inappropriate for people to have worked three jobs to put a bread on their table um and i you know but i understand there's a lot of other people that don't feel the same way but that's the whole idea is we're supposed to have a civil dialogue and get ourselves to a point where we can agree and concur on stuff, you know, and say, yeah, that's, that's what I believe. So this opportunity that we're all being presented here to restructure our reality, restructure our country, restructure our vision of what is right and what is wrong. And I hope you uh, choose the correct side of history. <laughs> we'll all find out soon enough. Um, and you want to, you know, get the popcorn out. We're watching history evolve as we speak. Um, So forward into the week ahead, and I'm waiting to see what those next four Eris Plutos are, because, man, Kobe and Bolton and Les Parnas, and, you know, there were a lot of people that had big things go down in their life this last weekend, Um, and it was the Eris Pluto square. And Eris says to Pluto, remember, she's the one that got him demoted, a while ago so my money's on Eris. but there's five battles with you know before the war is over uh and she is the goddess of war so she ain't anybody to be trifled with and she did start the trojan war so again remember these are global politics oh britain left the eu this week that's i forgot about that um, they just said bye bye well, or leave and we'll work out what the plans are later. So watch where you're making these structural changes in your life and where you're saying, bye bye got to go, or where you're saying, you know what I want to commit to? I want to commit to this because that's the the forward space. And remember, energy is not right or wrong. It just is. So use the energy positively. In my case, I had a few choice words I wanted to say to this guy. And I, you know, I just kind of went, nope, 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 not going to fight with him. Not going to fight with him. I have a vision of what I want to do. I'm just going to go do my vision. And you want to understand that this is, you know, people are in the mood to pick fights. So until Mars gets out of Sag into Capricorn, which is in a couple more weeks, you know, we're in a a little bit of a fiery place. And for all of those of you, because there's a lot of you running around with skin eruptions, uh, that is because Mars is in fire. And he's answering to Jupiter and Capricorn. Jupiter uses skin, right? Capricorn is skin. So fiery skin. So if you've got a lot of rashes or you've got a lot of eruptions or you've got a lot of red heat in your body, that is why. You're detoxing as Mars comes in for his landing, his conjunction to Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn. That's not happening until March, but he's coming in for a landing. So ready, set, Week ahead. Get your calendars out. The uh, moon right now is in Taurus, and it's in Taurus until 628 this morning when it goes void. And it is going void with a square to Mercury, and then it's void all day long. Or not all day long, void two minutes. (laughs) can't tell. I don't have my glasses on. It's void two minutes. It goes into Gemini at 629. So at 629, it's in Gemini on... uh, Actually, I'm on. It's that's on Monday, and it's Gemini on Monday, all day Monday, all day Tuesday, and it goes void at 9:20 in the morning, uh, with a square to Venus, and then it is square Monday, Wednesday morning until 2:03 in the afternoon when it goes into Cancer, and it's in Cancer Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday it goes void with an opposition to Saturn. So this is a week where we're releasing, we're ending, we're separating, we're done. Venus square the moon, and uh, moon opposite Saturn. Then when we get to Leo at 5:45 p.m., the moon is void most of Friday, from 10:43 in the morning till 9:45:45 p.m. Eastern time again. Friday night it's in Leo. Saturday it's in Leo. Sunday. It goes void at eleven oh eight AM and it's void all day Sunday, the ninth, which is a full moon. And it's void, Max, get out of the flowers. What are you doing? Uh, he pulled a flower out of the vase. You guys can hear him, right? He's like throwing flowers around back there. Um wild cat man. Ah, uh, okay, so Sunday, the moon's in Leo at eleven oh eight and I want you to know I fed him but he didn't like the food, so he's been nagging at me and I mean, you know it's like well, my mother, when I was raised, my mother would say, "That's for dinner, eat it. <laughs> I have a cat that when he doesn't like the food, he takes the flowers out of the flower vase and throws them around during my radio show. I don't know, and he's going for another one. He's just such a little brat, oh my God, that cat's a brat, um, so Sunday we have a lovely full moon at eleven o eight. uh, the moon goes void, and it goes into Virgo. At 6:39 um, p.m., so it's void most of Sunday, and it goes. The full moon is at 20 Leo, harking back to um, the summer of 18 and to April of, uh, or I'm sorry, May of 2019. So review on the void moons because I was a little unorganized, and I'm doing the show early. So right now today, the moon's in Taurus all day Sunday. And it goes void bright right and early for a minute on Monday. And then it is in Gemini Monday, Tuesday, void from 9, 9.20 to 2.03 on Wednesday. And then it's void from 10.43 in the morning uh, till 5.45 on Friday. And then it is void from 11 in the morning until 6.40 on Sunday. And then the 6.40 the moon goes into Virgo and it is in Virgo on Monday. And it is uh, square to Mars as a closing aspect. So this week is all about boom, boom, done, done, go, go, finished, and mm-hmm. letting go of things. And of course, Mercury is going into Pisces, Venus is going into Aries. We're entering a little bit of a contentious time, and we also are in Mercury retrograde shadow. So it's important to you, Max. You got to stop, honey. Oh, please. Um, <laughs> I don't know. He's 19, and he is incorrigible. He does exactly what he wants. I guess he takes after me on some level, Um, completely ignoring what, you know, I'm going, yeah, no, don't do that. All right, so when we look at the week ahead um, and what's coming up, it's kind of a juicy, exciting week. Um, Let me get my right chart here. Okay, so, Mer- the sun this week goes from uh, 14 Aquarius to 21. And of course, today it is Candlemas, which is the cross quarter where the sun's going to be at 15 Aquarius, which is also Groundhog Day. Um, and it also is the halfway mark between winter and spring. So, the sun this week has a square to Vesta on the 5th, which asks us to change our home, our hearth, our diet. It also has two aspects to Neptune and Jupiter this week and it kind of forms, uh, you know, it's kind of in the middle. It has a semi-sextile to um, Jupiter in Capricorn and it has a semi-sextile to Neptune in Pisces. So it's kind of in the middle between the two and kind of bridging them. And remember, Neptune and Jupiter were were coming in. Jupiter's coming into a sextile to Neptune. So he's going to be asking us you know, really consciously what are we working on. The sun has also got a hard aspect to the nodes of fate on the 10th, which often means, that's on Sunday, which often means there's a separation, there's a finish, we're over, we're done, a fini. And then we also have the sun trine Juno on the 10th, uh, and that is a lot about our partnerships and our relationships and what are the relationships we're forming. Mercury this week is very busy entering his shadow and then zipping along and he's going from 20 Aquarius to 8 Pisces. Um and he enters into Pisces on the 3rd uh, at 6:37 uh, in the morning. Uh and then he's going to be in Pisces for a while cuz he's got a big old retrograde coming. But this week when Mercury is in um in Pisces, he's you know, he's pretty well done with his Aquarius stuff. But when he's in Pisces, he is going to have a contraparallel to Uranus, which is kind of a a walk away from a situation that isn't working out. And that's going to be on February 3rd. And then he also has a sextile to Uranus on the 5th. So Mercury in Pisces sextiles Uranus and Taurus, which kind of pushes us into a new way of thinking about it. And he also has a quintile to Mars on the 7th. And then Mercury is in a hard aspect to the nodes of fate, on February 7th, which is not a hard aspect, an easy aspect to the nose of fate. He's really working in positive energy about how do we proceed, where do we go, what's next. And that's going to be on the 7th of February, kind of a forward motion. He also has a sesquiquadrate to Juno on the 7th, asking you to reevaluate your partnerships and your relationships and figure out what you want to do about it. And Mercury is sextile to Athena on the 9th, kind of pushing us forward into a whole new direction and concludes the week with a semi-square to Pluto. So he's sextile to Athena, he gets a great idea, and then he's semi-square to Pluto, which is a little stressful, but he's willing to take it on. So that's kind of an interesting uh, shift. Venus this week, not so fast. Um, She is going from 23 Pisces into 3 Aries. And so she shifts on um, February 7th into Aries, which is, of course, Pisces is the sign of her exaltation. Aries is the sign of her detriment. So big shift in Venus. So nicey-nicey this week as Venus sextiles Pluto on the 2nd and then sextiles Saturn on the 3rd. And then she has a quintile to Jupiter on the 4th. So Venus is really in fine mood. And then on the 4th, she parallels Eris. And she finds out something that she is not happy about, Venus parallel Eris. So we're going to see what that is. Um, And, uh, you know, the goddess of discord meeting up with Venus in Pisces saying, you know, I tried to be nice about it, but now and Eris goes, okay, this is how we're going to handle it, girl. So we're going to watch for some interesting relationship dynamics on the 4th. Uh, Venus, of course, enters Aries, as we mentioned, and her first thing up, she has a uh, semi-square to Vesta kind of saying things need to change around here. That's on the 9th, that's on the weekend, kicking stuff up. And then, of course, Venus meets up with Chiron on the 10th, bringing to light some old wounds that she had. You know, she was trying to be nice, but now she's mad. Mars this week uh, is, you know, at 21 Sag, Sag. Um, you know he of the fiery skin I've had more people ask me about the fiery skin thing so I thought I'd put it out there for those of you who haven't asked me about the fiery skin and he goes up to Mars goes up to 26 Sag so yeah remember Sag is fire right answers to Jupiter Jupiter's in Capricorn answers to Capricorn Saturn's in Capricorn answers to Saturn so fire of the skin Right? And lots of it, big patches of it. And, you know, it's a detox. So kind of just, you know, you've got that rash somewhere. You know what it's from. Um, if your eczema is kicking up, your psoriasis, all these things, they kind of roll under the same pile. Flaring, fiery skin. So Mars this week um, is Chile, the North Node, on the 3rd. So we do want to watch for health aspects on the 3rd. Um, and he also was sextile to Juno on the 4th, which is how do we partner things. He has a lovely aspect to the node of fate, the south node on the 5th, where he is ending something. He's parallel the south node. So it's going to be subtle. It's going to be quiet. It's not necessarily going to be pretty dramatic. But when he says, I'm done, he's done, right? And that's going to be on the 5th, Wednesday. Now, a lot of times with Mars and Sag on the south node, There is a fiery thing that goes on, but because he's answering to kind of silent, quiet Capricorn, you know, I've noticed this a lot with people going, "I just don't really want to be in that relationship anymore," but I have to. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to get out of it, right? I don't know how to leave it. And and this is with friends too, with people kind of saying, "You know, I'm kind of done with that friendship," Um, or um, "We don't have interests, we don't have shared interests anymore." or I'm working on some friend stuff and I've been feeling a little bit like I don't fit or I don't want to be with people, this is when we make some decisions about how we're going to proceed. And sometimes it's just easier to kind of ride off into the sunset. Mars and Sedge does that. But other times it's nice to say, you know, I'm going to go. My friend Lorraine on her birthday, um, you know, she decides to dump somebody. She dumps them on her birthday. She said, I'm not taking you forward into the new year. Um, you, you know, we're finished here. And I remember, you say that to people? And she's like, yes. She's a Gemini. Um, I'm a Virgo. That kind of stuff makes me nervous. But this is the week when you're going to dump people. Um, Mars is also quintile Vesta, great ideas around the home. And in a little bit of a hard aspect with Saturn and with Pluto, on the 6th and the 10th respectively, it's a stressful aspect. Mars is a little stressed. And then Uranus squares Ceres on the 7th, which is, you know, we talked about it a little bit before. Series coming into Uranus saying, okay, we need to change our food. We need to change our diet. A lot of people are thinking I need to change how I take care of my body. This is the aspect to do it, February 7th. Neptune has a lovely sextile to Vesta on the 8th, which kind of pushes us into working with our dream and is also counter-parallel to Athena, which often means you're not going to be wanting to take the advice that's being given to you. And sometimes this is subtle, sometimes not so subtle. But because Juno is stationing to go retrograde on the 8th, a lot of people are kind of going to go, well, you know, I'm not too sure. I don't know if I really want to end it. I kind of think I do. And she's stationing a 21 Libra to go backwards for a while. um, And that happens. And as she stations to go backwards, a lot of people are going to be considering things around their relationships on the 8th. And then you know, next week we'll give you a quick preview. Venus is going to square the nodes of fate the day before Valentine's Day. A lot of relationship decisions going on right now. Um, Chiron is also sextile to Ceres, which kind of says, okay, if you do this, this will help you get better. This is going to help you heal. So if you want to get some news from doctors or physicians or things that can help you work better with your healing, the seventh is the day to watch for news or information about that. And on that note, I'm going to hang up and go off and uh, pack my suitcase for my flight tomorrow. I also encourage all of you. We're uh, I do a workshop every year with Heather and Mark, Heather roan robbins and Mark Waltz, and I do that podcast on Wednesday night where we take call-in listeners. And we're going to be offering it on March 13th and 14th here in New York. Um, so you're welcome to come. It's a great workshop. We have a lot of fun. We get a lot accomplished, and we usually have a really good time with folks. So feel free to sign up. The information's on my website. And I think it's under Access Astrology 2020 eventzillanet That's the URL. But it's on my website, too. And on that note, I wish you all a great week. And just remember, we're sitting on that front bench of history watching it go on. And be careful what side you pick. Pluto square Eris, they remember. Take care. Bye-bye.